The Long Box Crusade presents Fan Bill Fridays. Welcome to Fan Film Friday. I'm your host, Clinton Robison. And yes, still in the basement. New year, same place, you know. And speaking of that new year, there are new things going on at LBC headquarters. I mean, come on. We've got a Beatles show about Beatles not being Beatles. There's rumors of some kind of scavenger hunt going on, which I'm not sure how people even get out of here to go do such a thing. And apparently... A certain little somebody invoked her MVP privileges and acquired a master key to all the doors here at the LBC. And for some reason, she decided to check out what was going down in the basement. That's right, listeners. I have here with me the one, the only, the Auburn-esque Kathy Bright. Hello, hello. Hi. So, since you're down here, Kathy, A, no, you can't take any of the Sky Strikers, (laughs) <laughs> They're listed on eBay. And B, what kind of experience do you have with fan films? Well, not the greatest amount, but I did, in my research for this particular podcast, I did go back and watch some of your other Batman fan films that you've covered on the show. Um, also, I've had a little experience. There's a particular group called Hillywood, which you are probably not familiar with. They kind of started off doing some like Twilight type fan films and Supernatural, that sort of thing. And that's the only other experience I've had with fan films. So not a lot, but I'm learning. (laughs) Well, we all got to start somewhere. That's right. So it sounds like you're pretty darn familiar with this Batman character. Just a little bit. (laughs) All right. Well, I was I was at premiere night in back in 1989 for the original Batman. So. (laughs) Oh, so basically you're saying, like, you you haven't seen much. No. mm -mm. (laughs) Either that or that I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Shush, 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 shush. Okay, so we really don't need to cover Batman's history as we've done it a few times before. But, you know, just for a quick reminder, he's Batman. That's really all you need to know. Exactly. The coolest superhero there is. Yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Okay, so the fan film I have for you, Miss Kathy Bright, is called Batman Death Wish. And I'm sure you will be more than happy to cover this with me. Absolutely. All right, so Batman Death Wish is a 2012 fan film, which puts it at years ago. Holy moly, I don't like these numbers. No. 
it was uploaded to YouTube way, way back in the way then. Yes, 2012. <laughs> uh, the account it's listed under is appropriately titled Batman Death Wish. And the film currently holds a whopping 2.7 million views. Given that it's had, you know, 10-ish years to rack up those numbers, I'd say that means people have probably enjoyed this film. The film was directed by Matthew Hiscox and was written by Jennifer Zhang, a name that might be familiar to fan film enthusiasts because she's been in a few others. She has not yet appeared on this show, though, so, you know, this is... We'll probably be getting to some more of Jennifer's appearances in fan film later this year. The film stars Brandon Hillock. Wow, how am I having trouble with that one? Brandon Hillock, who is technically uncredited as Batman. Christopher L. Robinson. <laughs> is there a relation? Maybe a super distant cousin? <laughs> it's not spelled, you know, the last name's not spelled the same, but it's, <laughs> the, the initials are the same, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, Christopher L. Robinson as Robin, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, Matthew Hiscox, you know, the director guy, as Nightwing. Jennifer Zhang as Batgirl Cassandra Kane. Allie Williams as Poison Ivy. Whitney Moore as Catwoman. Michael T. Coleman as the Riddler. Bonnie Gordon as Oracle, which is also funny because it's so close to Barbara Gordon. <laughs> Rain Bitter as Harley Quinn, and Joey Rasool as Scarecrow. Costume design by Crema FX, Abby Holakow, Cause and FX, and Joey Rasool. No word on the budget itself, but given all the thanks in the credits, I am sure this was crowdsourced somehow. I would like to interject. I did uh -oh. notice... Now, whether it's accurate or not, IMDb mm -hmm. had the budget listed at a whopping $2,000. Wow. And for me, I feel like the costumes alone would have made that $2,000 mm. budget. Oh, no joke. That's it's always amazing to me how, many, how well they can make fan films on such small budgets. And mm -hmm. then you get terrible blockbuster movies that have cost millions. <laughs> Well, we, we may get into that. I have a feeling <laughs> writing may be an issue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it should just be noted for um, thorough listeners, the YouTube description does list a website for the film, but it is now defunct. So the film runs just a hair over 12 minutes, which is impressive enough with that many characters in it. Kathy and I both highly suggest all you listeners take a quick break and check it out. I promise it won't eat up your day. Twelve minutes. I mean, come on, heck, you could watch it five times in an hour if you wanted. In fact, do that. Watch it five times in an hour and report back to me. You will win absolutely no prizes, but you will definitely show your dedication to me. You could be lying for all I know. And for all I care, you can still be lying. I would just be thrilled for you to say, hey, I watched this five times in an hour because I love it that much. Okay, you know, so I'm going to sit back and wait for the emails to roll in for everybody saying that they watched it five times in an hour. How many times can I say five times in an hour, huh? 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 At least five. See, there we go. All right, so we will break here and see you on the other side to discuss this film. We arrived fully expecting a fight. What we found waiting for us was a bloodbath. Or more precisely, the aftermath of one. 
Selena just reached me. She's found something you should see. I'm sending coordinates now. He's not gonna say it, so I will. Thanks, Oracle. Someone who moved with enough speed and skill to dispense of this many would have been able to anticipate and evade gunshots. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Alright, everybody back? Good. Our film opens with Batman and Robin arriving to what they think will be a scuffle with the Riddler's henchmen. Instead, it looks like someone beat them to it, having taken out the goons and dosing the Riddler with a neurotoxin, leaving him a drooling mess, which is basically what I am down in the basement half the time, especially when I am reading the name Riddler very quickly. Back at the Batcave. Batman contacts Oracle for information on the neurotoxin, as well as checking to see if Oracle has heard from Batgirl and Catwoman lately. Robin thanks Oracle, because, you know, Batman won't, a jerk, and the two heroes dash off to meet up with Catwoman. When they arrive, they find Scarecrow and his henchmen in a similar state to how they found the Riddler. See, I can say it this time. <laughs> Selina, after a bit of Rotting, hands over a flash drive that the Scarecrow was after. Batman, doing his best combination of Sherlock Holmes and Prince Humperdinck, goes through the motions of the fight and realizes it reminds him of a certain someone's movements. All signs point back to Batgirl. Batman contacts Oracle to see if she's managed to contact Cassandra to no avail. Just then, Nightwing breaks in on comms. Batman family. He lets Batman know that Cassandra is back in Gotham, and that apparently he also has an annoyance on his hands with Harley Quinn. After getting the information from Nightwing that Cassandra is apparently injured, Batman and Robin leave him to deal with a handcuffed Harley, who is being Harley, and hopefully uh, concoct an antidote. Bruce finally puts all the pieces together and determines Poison Ivy is controlling Batgirl. They track down Ivy's hideout, but a severely injured Batgirl meets them there and begins fighting. Ivy steps from the shadows, showcases her control over Batgirl, and fires a dart full of toxin at Batman. Batgirl steps in front of Batman just in time to take the dart herself. Ivy escapes, but thankfully Nightwing arrives in time with the antidote. As they administered the drug, Batman tells Cassandra that she needs to stay with them. They have a lot of work left to do. And that is Batman Death Wish. That's a lot of talking for a 12-minute film, so <laughs> I'll pass it over to you, Kathy. What do you think about this film? <clears throat> I, I Actually, I really, really enjoyed it. I felt like it was kind of a moment taking out of a bigger film, maybe. But I guess that's what you do with a 12-minute fan film. <laughs> um, but I, I really did. I enjoyed it. I liked the detective-type aspect of it. Lots of action. I thought it was a very good film. I'm glad you brought up the detective aspect of it, because that seemed to have come up a lot in the comments on the YouTube video as well. That there was actually a Batman who does detective work. You haven't seen that in a long, <laughs> long time. Probably since, you know, 1989, 1992, somewhere in there. My favorite. I will always be a Keaton girl. I don't care what you do. I will always be a Keaton girl. <laughs> I also like the way you're looking at it as like a snippet of an, another film or pieces taken out and strung together to make a condensed movie. That's that's pretty good good way to describe it. Well, because we don't know what, ha you know, how the henchmen got to where they were. And we don't know what the we've got a whole lot of work left to do involved mm -hmm. so 
And I am curious. My biggest question is, how did Batgirl get caught by Poison Ivy? Like, we like I need that story as well. Like, how did she get poisoned by Poison Ivy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a lot going on behind the scenes that, uh, <laughs> well, you know, if they're behind the scenes, we haven't seen. <laughs> so, what did you think of the costume? My, one of my top, one of my favorite bits in this movie was the costumes. I was, I had the comment written down, Robin's outfit was a little showy. <laughs> Until I did some background and something I read. Now, I don't know how accurate this this is, but they said they are the actual costumes from the Schumacher movies. I don't know that that's accurate, but I... I wouldn't say that the the Batman one is kind of a combination of like the Schumacher suit and the the Burton suit because, you know, it's got the, the yellow... Um, mm-hmm. oval on the chest but it still has bat nipples you know right well and 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 again i, I research mm-hmm. on the the video that the jennifer zang did called bat suit i think it's what it's called it's interesting if you haven't seen it go check it out people it's it's a music video about the bat suit interesting um but they show a couple of clips from batman forever and it looks just like, like you said, it looks like the chess piece, at least. Mm-hmm. And that definitely looks like Robin's costume from... Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's clearly the Batman refer- and it's At least based on it, if not mm-hmm. the actual costume itself. But, yeah, I definitely uh, had that in my notes that what is up with <laughs> Robin's codpiece. Yeah, especially that side view where he's all yeah. proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, is, but, is this but a I did read on... that this is um, that they intentionally were making this film as an homage to the Schumacher films, which you can absolutely mm-hmm. see. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The the goons especially remind me of like the Two Face and Riddler goons from Batman Forever. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the goon, like I just want to point. Out, I know we're jumping way ahead in all this, but the credit sequence at the end. <laughs> like everybody gets to have their own little character moment. Mm-hmm. You know, Harley gets to kind of dance around in Harley pose, and and the old heroes get to strike a hero pose. Everybody gets to kind of do something in characters, but all the goons kind of steal the show right there at the end because mm-hmm. you know they're with all their, po- with their group photos. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're posing for like the class photo or something, and they're all just like loving it. Right, and they did. I mean, I will say. I think I was probably most impressed with the action sequences. Like they had some really good fight coordinators or mm-hmm. whoever did the, you know, the choreography for those was, did a really good job. That I, I didn't double check, but I would assume it's Jennifer Zang because mm-hmm. uh, she has done uh, fight choreography on other, oh, okay. other fan films. And she's, uh, she's no slouch folks. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> oh, so how from you, you said you don't, you know, you're saying off air that you don't really read comics. So mm-hmm. you weren't really all that familiar with uh, Cassandra or anything like that, I assume. Yeah, I'm strictly just, I'm a whatever the writers and directors of the films want to tell me about these characters. That's what I know, either through the TV show Gotham or any of the Batman movies or the spinoff movies. Mm-hmm. Of individual characters, yeah, I'm strictly a, a film knowledge person. Okay, um, I mean, I I'm not the uh, most knowledgeable person on Cassandra's 
background and stuff. I know like the general trivia and all that, but uh, I would highly encourage all the listeners to check out uh, the Ride On Network. Uh, there's a Cassandra Kane podcast on that one. And uh, there's also From Batgirl to Oracle, which is a Barbara Gordon podcast, but they do discuss Cassandra on that as well. So I, I do feel like I miss out on some things because I don't have that little inside joke sometimes when they, you know, throw those nuggets or mm-hmm. out there. But, oh, well, <laughs> maybe one day in my retirement years, mm-hmm. I will decide to delve into the the comic book world. That's a lot of comics to catch up on. though. <laughs> a lot of comics. I really enjoyed the running gag of the Batman family. I know. <laughs> <laughs> as dumb as it is. you know. It, Robin was good at the shade in that oh, scene with the Oracle. Yes. It's like, not that he'll say it. Mm. Yeah. And for, for whoever is listening to this that didn't watch the fan film, first of all, shame on you. <laughs> Second of all, Batman family plan refers to their use of comms and Robin basically equating it to a cell phone plan. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, so are you familiar with any of the actors that are in this, Kathy? I was not. Um, I want to say I feel like that Christopher Robinson is, I would assume, the most well-known. He seemed to be the least soap opera-ish of the (laughs) actors. Uh, But I think my favorite was probably uh, the director, the guy who, the Matthew Hiscox, I think. He's the one that played Nightwing. Mm Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he was my favorite. I, I like a little sense of humor in my, you know, superhero <laughs> films. So, Well, I'm glad you liked him as Nightwing because he returned to that role in 2014 in a short titled Batsuit. So I'm going to have to check that one out. Yes, I think that's I think that's the video that I was talking about that okay. she did, the music video. Ah, okay. It's interesting. Like I said. All right. Well, <laughs> it, well, it's, a, it's about removal of said bat suit ah. she she wants she wants to um she wants to party with batman <laughs> this is where i really need jared to come in and sing party man <laughs> yeah you don't want me singing <laughs> okay but many of these actors actually you know compared to some fan films where we never see or hear from these people again uh, many of these actors have gone on to do other things that you may or may not be familiar with some of them have done voiceover work or behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, Whitney Moore voiced uh, Courtney Whitmore. Now, put that together. <laughs> you know, uh, Courtney Whitmore, a.k.a. Stargirl, in the animated series Young Justice. Mm. And Bonnie Gordon has done voices for uh, the Street Fighter V video game, as well as the animated series Mighty Magiswords on Cartoon Network. But here's... The uh, impressive thing to me, remember uh, Brandon Hillick, a.k.a. Batman, who was not credited in the film, he uh, might be familiar to some listeners as Deputy Jerry Sachs on a little TV show called Veronica Mars. Oh, I never did watch Veronica Mars. And this is not the only time he's played Batman either. He comes back to this role in a... In 2014, actually. <laughs> but it's not in Batsuit. It is a short called The Man in the Shadows, which may also be a music video based on the name. I'm not sure. Sounds interesting. It does sound very interesting. All right, Kathy. So since this is, of course, on the Longbox Crusade, Crusade, Crusade 
I'm taking elocution lessons from Pat here. You know, it's all good. <laughs> Serpentor. Serpentor. <laughs> so since this is the LBC network, uh, we've discussed quite a few highs. We've had a couple of watas. Do you have any lows? Honestly, I think the script was just a little lacking in for me. But also when I did my research and saw an interview with her and she said she wrote it in like a couple of hours, like she finished it at like three o'clock in the morning. I was like, oh, that might be why. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, it's it's definitely there to do what it's there to do. It's it's not a Sherlock Holmes mystery. You can't really follow it through from beginning to end without already knowing the end. True. I mean, that mostly my low would just be that it was so short and felt a little rushed, like the villains don't get to do anything. True. That's very true. It you know? could have uh, maybe d- double the amount of time would have, you know, a 20-minute instead of a 12-minute mm-hmm. could have really benefited the film. Yeah, or, you know, maybe like cut the Riddler and kept the Scarecrow, made that bit a little longer, or... Or a little more with Nightwing and Harley, something like that. But isn't that kind of, to me, that seems to always be a tad bit of a problem slash issue with any Batman film. When you try to put two or more Mm, uh villains, it makes it harder to focus on the good story with the one villain. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of one of those, you know, just like like making a good soup. Sometimes too many spices (laughs) ruin it. Exactly. And I think it was one of the... um, I don't remember which one, because like I said, I went back and watched all the Batman um, fan films that you had covered. And one of them, it was literally like a who's who of the Batman lore was in Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum. You know, it's like they got nothing but like a couple of seconds. I think it was the one with Chris Daltrey in it. Mm, yeah. Um, so, but anyway. Yeah. Um, too, too much. Dying is easy. Too much of a good thing can not be so good. Well. I mean, I think we've about summed this up, folks. I don't have much else to add. I'd say, you know, for for my money, you know, which is basically nothing because, you know, it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's it's still an, an enjoyable film. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I definitely I'm I was definitely impressed with this and I mean, when you think fan film, you think somebody's basement and, you know, super What's that about cheesy. basements, Kathy? Huh? <laughs> oh, What's that about basements? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the, maybe that's what you need to start doing. Maybe you need to start creating some fan films down, actually creating the fan films. I'll come visit. Mary Jane come... tried that once. And oh, did she? Yeah. Jason told her she had to stop. Oh, well, I thought I was helping. <laughs> but I was quite impressed with the production quality of these fan films. I mean, it's a lot more than I could ever imagine doing on especially a $2,000 budget, if that's accurate. Yeah, no joke. I mean, I mean, we're not talking like you know two thousand dollars in you know ninety five. We're talking two thousand dollars just like ten years ago. So mm-hmm. even so. the little, which I didn't mention earlier, even the small effects they had in there when they were in the loft and they like zoomed down, like the computer effects zoomed down on the money that was laying on the ground. I'm like, that was even impressive, you know? Yeah, they. I mean, they they definitely knew how to stretch their budget, and where to focus their money. So, yeah, definitely, folks, go go check out uh, whatever this is called, Batman Death Wish. But nobody died. That's true. Guess it was just a wish. <laughs> okay, so, Kathy, 
thanks so much for joining me and chatting about this film. Hopefully you survived your fan film experiences and are interested in checking out some more in the future. Absolutely. You've been a true Georgia peach, despite being from Alabama. (laughs) Thank you very much. So let the listeners know where they can find you if they want to hear more from you. Okay. On Twitter, I can be found at AUKathy2418. On Instagram, I can be found at Kathleen424. And I'm sure they can also find you cheering at the sidelines of every Auburn home game, right? Yes. (laughs) If not from the sidelines, from my couch. (laughs) Well, aren't those right on the sideline anyway? It gets very hot in the south, in in Alabama, in the summer, you know, even in the fall, it's like 90 degrees and it's a all day adventure. But yes, War Eagle. Woohoo! War war basketball team right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got an idea. Since you've got that really cool master key from the LBC crew, would you mind like popping out, making a quick copy of that and uh, sliding it back down to me? I'm sure the guys wouldn't mind much. I don't know. I think I might get in too much trouble. I I don't think I can do it, Clinton. I'm sorry. Oh, come on. But maybe I can, because, you know, I am looking for some space, maybe, at the Longbox headquarters in the near future. So maybe I can, like, cut you out a little cave and you could come visit me if and when I ever get a space. Hmm. That's an idea. At least get you out, but yet... Still confined. Well, you know, I I could see visiting the Kathy Cave. That, that, makes, <laughs> that could work. I like it. But until then, my boyfriend Batman is here with his grappling hook to take us both away. So you're telling me I've been bad-mouthing Batman while Batman's been in the shadows the whole stinking time? Absolutely. He's always there. I'm Batman. Yay. Hi, Batman. <laughs> Bye, Batman. Bye, Kathy. Bye. All right, our bags are packed and we got the snacks. It's time for the Lombox Crusade road trip to the Lombox Mobile crew. Check on, check on. Dang it. Everyone buckled up. Here we go. Well, now that the garage is empty, Gene will have more space to record episodes of LBC Irregulars, the indexing of the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes TV series. Oh, no. Did anyone remember to leave Clinton some food down in the basement? He's going to need it as he makes more episodes of Fan Film Fridays, his ongoing look at online fan films. Why are you speaking in such a scripted manner, Dark Web? Anyway, you can relax. I asked Rick, or was it Jeff? Who can remember? I asked the attic guy to come down from time to time to check in on Clinton. You know, take some breaks from recording Monday Movie Muck about his movie review show. Weasel Skull, did you give Rick the key to the basement? Key. Sounds like LBC headquarters is in good hands, Death Probe. Right you are, Christados. Oh, Pat, can we stop off at KB Toy Store? I'm going to pick up some Transformers and G.I. Joes. They remind me of Transformers Chronicles and G.I. Joe Chronicles. Our show's going through the Marvel run of Transformers comics and the Devil's Due run of Joe comics. Well, while you guys are doing that, we can also stop by a Blockbuster video and get some tapes to watch for action film face-off. That's the show where we discuss two action films and have them duke it out to see which one is the episode champion. Is that VHS or beta? Yeah, either one's fine. We've got a lot of stops to make, but if we can, let's squeeze in the Walden books and score some comics for us to talk about on Crusader Chronicles, the show where we move chronologically through the Amazing Spider-Man comics and include a bonus issue from the same release date as the Spidey recovery. I will definitely keep an eye out for our Walden books. 
It'll come in handy for the Pure Lombok's Crusade episodes, our time capsule show where we take a deep dive into a randomly selected comic and talk about news, music, and movies and ads that were popular when the books were released. I'll also be on the lookout for our electronic boutique, EB, if you guys don't know the lingo back then, so we can get some more comic-related video games for us to discuss on Comics to Council Crusade. Good thinking. If time permits, let's hit Circuit City. I need more positrons for our Pop Culture Positcast show, the one where we find all the good stuff in pop culture that others seem to poo-poo. Positrons? Shut up and go with it. These old-timey, out-of-business store jokes doing anything for you folks? Well, if you like old-timey stuff, we also offer Saturday Matinee Theater, our look back at old TV shows, serials, and films that have kind of been forgotten. I think that about covers it. We definitely want to be your road trip crew, folks. Whether it's your commute to work or a road trip of your own, why not pass the time with us, your friends at the Long Box Crusade? Once again, that's Long Box Crusade, available on all your finer podcatchers. Good job, team. I'm getting hungry. Pat, stop at the next Kenny Rogers Roasters that you see. Or Pentagons. Burger Chef! Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking with me. This is the feedback portion of the show. This is where I get to thank all you lovely listeners for sticking with me, liking, sharing, all that fun stuff. So, last episode was the Christmas special with Al Sedano, where we looked at the Lobo Paramilitary Christmas special. And I gotta say, um, wow, I guess everybody was out doing their holiday shopping. We didn't get much feedback on this one, but that's okay. That's okay. No direct messages, but... We did get like, shares, retweets, all that from Chris Stados, Laurel, Tim Price, Kirk Spencer, History of Comics on Film, Austin Kuykendall, Warlock Thanos Podcast, Paul Hicks, Chris McKev at Red Sox Red Shoes, Derek William Crabb, Max Reads Comics, Cash Flag, and Chris at BTO and Bat Books. Oh, well, I mean, that's that's a short feedback section, but... That's okay, because I have something to say. This is episode 24, and Pat has reminded me that means two years' worth of this show. Now, granted, you know, calendar-wise, I think we're a little over that because I've missed a few months, but this is 24 episodes of Fan Film Fridays, folks. I'd say we're uh, sticking around. Unfortunately, that means apparently I'm sticking around in the basement, but, you know, we'll get over that, I'm sure. I haven't been... You know, completely defeated yet. I could still get out. You never know. Okay, so I'm going to wrap it up here real fast. Thanks once again to Kathy Bright for joining me. Thanks to all the Crusaders Club members who helped make this network possible. And just thanks to all you listeners who keep this show going. I couldn't be here without you. Thank you very much. So, until next time, I will be still trapped in the basement. And hope that you will join me again for another... Fan Film Fridays. Today you can take your telephone, your 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 cell phone, and you can make a movie on that. And if it's a really cool movie that's funny and it's dramatic or whatever, you can post it on YouTube. If you want to make films and you want to tell stories, you can do it. obsessed with film and you love to tell stories and you love working in that medium, uh, then uh, that will give you the strength to be persistent. Maybe 
I can like get a clip of Jared singing. <laughs> Didn't he do something on a mo- um, yes, a recent one? <laughs> oh yeah, he'll he'll sing Prince songs. All I got to do is ask. Uh, maybe it was a because I just listened to all the Crusademus ones, and I feel like they all sang on one, and it made me giggle so much. <laughs> I don't remember which one it was. Our film opens with Batman and Robin arriving to what they think will be a scuffle with the Riddler's henchmen. Instead, it looks like someone beat them to it, having taken out the goons and dosing the Riddler with the, the, the that, that guy. Do- Enigma. 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 Yes. All right, let's, let's start this over. He contacts Oracle to see if he's managed... If he... Typo. The funniest moment I've ever seen heard, though, and you can edit this out, the funniest moment is when I was listening to an action film face-off and Jason could not say the word subtract. <laughs> I giggled for hours every time I heard it, so that's why he says minus it, and now that I know what that bit comes from... Sorry, go ahead, edit all that out. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you know, outtakes. So watch me take it off, take off the bad suit, let's get off, let's knock some bad boots, give time off to Alfred, won't you? Attack, you play 